0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. We are going to go live and we're going to speak on putting off the old man and putting on the new. Once again, if you have questions, if you have prayer requests, if you have feedback for me, I I heartily welcome that. I know I've gotten some feedback from people that don't necessarily agree. That's okay. I don't don't view myself as the absolute, as the final authority. Uh, This book is our absolute. It's our final authority. We put our tra- trust and faith that God will deal with us, correct us, and reveal himself to us. And I hope that's this, that's your prayer for yourself. It's your, it's your prayer for me. It's my prayer for you also. So as we look at this, we're going to look at Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to take a look at verses 5 through 14 Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, and uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So Paul speaking or writing here to the Colossians, um, he tells them to mortify or deaden or subdue their members which are upon the earth. So he's te- he telling, bring these things under the control and authority of Jesus Christ. Allow him to rule over that. Bring them into submission to Christ. And what are the members that are upon the earth? He says, uh, inordinate uh, fornication, which we understand that is sex uh, outside of the marriage covenant. Um, Uncleanness, so it's it's immorality, impurity, things that are are considered against the word of God. Uh, inordinate affection, um, it speaks of passion or lust, evil concupiscence. Concupiscence itself um, speaks of a certain kind of lust, and here it says evil or depraved. Concupiscence, so I could speak of uh, homosexual lust, right there, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Covetousness is um, specifically dealing with an immoderate love of money, which the Bible says is the root of all kinds of evil. And so, loving loving money is here, according to the Apostle Paul, loving money is akin to Uh, worshiping it. Uh, So it's the same. Loving money is the same as worshiping an idol, according to to Paul. And then the next verse, uh, for which things sake the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. So why does the wrath of God come upon the children of disobedience? First, they don't believe God. They reject God or they say, this God that's speaking to us is not God at all. So that's the first problem. And then as a result of their unbelief, then comes forth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, the love of money and possessions. Um, And God's wrath is coming on the earth because of those things. In verse 7, in the which ye also walked sometimes when ye lived in them. So writing to Christians, you walked in these things. You lived according to these, these attributes in nature. You did. I did. We lived according to these things. Sure, at different levels, but nevertheless, we're guilty. We're sinners before God, and we're in need of Jesus Christ and his blood on a daily basis. Um. Verse 8, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. To put off means to divest of garments. So you're, you're taking these garments, the garments of anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, you're taking those garments off. You're saying, I'm no longer going to wear these clothes It's interesting, Paul is speaking of anger, violent passion, wrath, heat of spirit, blasphemy, slander, speech that brings injury to someone's good name, filthy communications, uh, foul speaking, low and obscene speech, dirty jokes, cursing, swearing. He's telling you, take those garments off, put those garments aside. We're not going to wear those anymore. We're done with them. Um, Think about that for a minute. Are you quick to be angry? Do you have a hot spirit that just heats up quick uh, and you're just violently upset? Put that off. Don't wear that anymore. The wrath of God is coming on the children of disobedience because of those things. Verse 9, lie not. One to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Again, put off. Take those garments off. Take those. Take those clothes of the old man. Put them away from you. Um, it starts there. Lie not one to another. Don't deceive each other. Don't lie. This is this is <laughs> this is attributes of the children of disobedience. Stop lying. Are you lying? Are you being dishonest with people? Paul says, put it off. And have put on, this is what we want to do, put on means to invest one's self. In other words, it's not talking about stocks and bonds. It's talking about clothing. Invest oneself with clothing. That's what it's speaking of. Um, Putting something on. Putting something new on. What is this new thing we're putting on? It's renewed. Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. Amen. After the image of him that created him. So renewed into the image of him that created him. Now we're being restored back to the original condition that Adam and Eve were created. him. he made them in the image, in his image and likeness. Now he's bringing us back to the place where now we can be a true expression of him who created us. Not a false expression, not a perversion, but renewed in knowledge. Isn't it interesting that it says renewed in knowledge? This word knowledge is epigenosis and epinosis, and it speaks of an exact and precise knowledge. Now, how can any of us who are sinners Bring ourselves to this position and place where we have an exact and precise knowledge. We can't. Why? Because only God has that exact and precise knowledge. He's the one that knows. He's the one that under- knows all things, that understands all things, that sees everything perfectly and clearly. We don't see everything perfectly and c- clearly. So, how can we see things perfectly and clearly? By revelation. God reveals himself and his truth to us he passes his knowledge from himself to you by spiritual revelation and then we when when he does that he renews us he makes us new he, he puts on that through that he puts on a new man but here paul is challenging us you put on the, you put off the old man you put on the new one how do we do that it's by the things that we set our affections on. That's what he talks about earlier in the in the verse. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. All right. So which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Jew nor Greek, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So what is he saying here? He's saying uh all these different in Christ all these differences skin color position all these differences are done away with in Christ there's no more there's no more lords and serfs there's no more uh free people and sl- and slaves in Christ we are all one Christ is all and in all there's no difference in rank in Christ Verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ has forgave you, so also do ye. So uh, bowels of mercies, it's speaking of um, having a sympathizing spirit. Mourn with those that mourn, weep with those that weep put that on kindness speaks of integrity or moral goodness doing good to all showing mercy to all humbleness of mind paul says esteeming others as better than yourself don't look at yourself as the great one the big one the powerful one the one that's in charge the one that's in control no even if you're a pastor you're not the one that's in charge and in control Christ is the head of the church. You need to be under his control, and you need to look at others as though they're better than you. In other words, you're looking at them and saying, I am here to be their servant, to be their slave. Meekness. Meekness speaks of quietly submitting to the will of God in all trials and difficulties and allowing God to do what he desires to do through those difficulties. Forbearing one another, that means holding up so holding up one another uh, if anyone has a quarrel speaks of anyone has a blame against some someone else forgive them don't quarrel paul says it would be better for you to be wronged than to take your uh, lawsuit to the government uh, allow god that's goes along with meekness submit quietly submitting yourself to the will and purpose of god Amen. And then the next verse there, um, and above all these, so above all these, what are all these? Bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. He says, above all this, put on charity, put on agape love. Put on agape love, which is the bond of perfectness, Perfectness is completeness. We want to go in the rapture. We want to have perfect faith. We want to have rapturing faith. Put on love. Put on agape love. It's not brother, this is not brotherly love where we just enjoy one another, enjoy each other's presence, um, get pleasure out of one another. No, this is loving the unlovable. This is loving those who hate you. This is loving everyone equally whether they be your enemy or your friend that is agape love and it's not only that but it's even going out of your way to meet their needs even if they hate you even if they speak evil of you even if they tear you down that is the bond of perfectness why christ did that for us while we were yet sinners while we were still in his enemy he loved us And he's calling us to the same. What is complete sanctification? What is perfectness? What is perfection? What is that thing that's going to bring us to rapturing faith? It's going to be perfect love. Amen. So thank you. God bless you. If you have prayer requests or questions or anything you would like me to address in uh, other broadcasts, please let me know. Thank you so for so much for listening in may the lord richly bless you